When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. Man, just two more weeks left in the season. We welcome you to the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. WaitingForNextYear.com is where you find us. It is Matt and Todd on a Monday, September 20th. Boy, the Indians went into the Bronx, and just as we expected, they kicked their ass. 22 runs over the last two games. Oh, come on, Todd. This is exactly what we predicted, baby. Oh, God, that was beautiful, huh? And you know what's the best part about it? The Yankees are playing essentially to save their season. And they're like licking their chops. Ooh, we get to get right against the tribe who we've owned. And then we, and and, and on Sunday, it's Garrett Cole versus Eli Morgan. There's no possible way we're going to lose that game. And then we went in and we spanked their ass. I mean, that was just, that yesterday's game, of, of, listen, there's been many surprising things that have happened over the last couple of years. This yesterday's win has to be the most surprising by far, right? I mean, can you do you ever remember going into a game thinking there's no chance we're going to win, and then going eleven runs against the best pitcher in the American League? I mean, well, let's crazy. Let's let's talk about this because number one, um, we're, uh, hold on, Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com. They're our sponsors, and thanks to both of them. Um, let's talk about this because number one, you're 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 missing the best part of yesterday. Forget the game, the, the how you and the executive producer were getting updates on the tribe game as you were uh, knee deep in, in in brown and orange uh, action. Come on now, I mean. Okay, all right. I will say, I was at the uh, the executive producer and I uh, were at the Browns home opener, and while it's all going on, there's not one single football text in the in the chat in our in our group text. It was all tribe, all coming from you with the updates, baby. <laughs> all over that shit. Nobody, <laughs> listen, listen, people. Nobody, and I mean nobody. I mean, I listen. I love this team. I bleed Wahoo red, white, and blue, or Guardians red, white, and blue. But no, there's nobody that loves this team more than Matt Derry. Nobody. <laughs> the fact, the fact that, that 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 the Indians game was first and foremost in my mind yesterday is everybody else was watching Browns and Texans, and I was keeping an eye on it, of course. But hey, I mean, I wanted to take two out of three from the Yanks. How how are we going to even touch Garrett Cole because we've been no hit fifty times this year? And here's you know maybe the Cy Young winner in the American League, and uh, and they touched him up. It was unbelievable. You know. We didn't have a podcast. Excuse my voice, by the way. This is all from yelling the last two days. Um, but uh, we didn't have a podcast last week because after the Brewers, who, by the way, I think could win the World Series. Uh, I know the Dodgers are the Dodgers and the Giants are out of their minds. And I still don't believe that the Giants will ever win a playoff series with the way they're constructed. 
But that Brewers team was no joke. They came into Cleveland and absolutely manhandled us. We couldn't hit. We couldn't stop them from hitting. They, uh, Corbin Burns and Josh Hader combined on a no-hitter. And you and I were so disgusted last week. And it was the, you know, the Browns' first game. And we're and, and you and I were just like, no one's listening to, to us uh, after the Browns' Chiefs. And you know what? No. Who needs to hear about this crappy, you know, the, the, the crappy weekend it was. So we had the bonus pod with Andre Knott, who we thank and was awesome, uh, gave us great insight. But, you know, after the Brewers series, you just felt like it, it literally going into this weekend, really, against the Yankees, you and I were and the executive producer were having conversations uh, especially during that twin series. I know, I know they ended up uh, taking two out of three, but you know, the, to, the four and two, four and two road trip, baby. It was a four and two road Ooh, trip. But, yeah. but after that, after that Brewers series, we were like, man, this team looks like they are just done. It was fr- Friday night. They got smoked against the Yankees. They couldn't hit the, the bats were terrible. It just looked like, ugh, they, they look like they are ready to cash it in. And then, you know, Saturday and Sunday, they, I mean, the offense that couldn't score forever just went 11 runs and 11 runs back to back. And they put 12 on the board in the final game of this twin series. So, I, and by the way, this was out without a Med Rosario, might I add, which is yeah. crazy. And yesterday, you know, you looked at the lineup and you went, wait a minute, why is Fran Mill Reyes getting a day off? He's on fire. And yet uh, uh, the Indians found a way to put up another 11 burger um, on Cole and then the, uh, the Yankee bullpen. And there's so many things to talk about with two weeks to go and, and everything else. Uh, there's news of the day, which we're going to get to Tito, uh, apparently is going to be back next year. Chris Antonetti had an update there, but I, let, let me start somewhere that we weren't going to start, but I want to do it. Antonetti, Chris Antonetti did make the point of saying, uh, Tito is already planning for 2022. And I know we're sitting here celebrating and genuflecting, uh, in front of this tribe offense after a 22 run, outburst over the last two days but the offense is still the offense they've still been no hit four times and don't give me the stuff about well it was three and an asterisk no it was four those were those were complete games whether it was seven innings or not that that's embarrassing and i hope i hope that one of the plans for 2022 that tito is thinking about is is removing ty van berkleo from his nine-year perch as hitting coach your thoughts my thoughts are, if I was as bad at my job as Ty Van Berkeley has been at his, I would have been fired three years ago, maybe longer. You, there's only so much that you can live off of 2016 at this point. And Van Bo, who I'm sure is a wonderful human being by all accounts, it, it's, it's time for a change. They have not been a good hitting team basically since 2017. Uh, the, the voices need to change. Um, I know they have an assistant hitting coach that they brought in a couple years ago. It's it, Victor it, Rodriguez. Yes. It's just, we, we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. You watch it and, and, and watching the Yankees series and, and watching the Yankees in general, or even, or even Boston or, or Tampa. These are teams that have this approach at the plate where they, these guys are, working counts and you you are seeing long at bats and you're seeing pitchers starting pitchers removed earlier because their pitch count comes up patient teams i swear i I don't see that ever with with 
the Cleveland baseball team. So it's swinging early, you know, and, and they're not working counts and, and, and just these prolonged slumps. I mean, basically going into the Minnesota series, it, like the entire lineup was in a prolonged slump. And they talk about it on the broadcast a million times too. I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not going to need, but here's the other thing. Let me, I'll just close it up and let you go. But yeah, the other thing is you got to have some younger voices. It's going, the game is going younger and, and, and the, the Indians coaching staff, Sandy's the youngest guy, I think. Although, you know, that Hudson, uh, Hudson, the third base, the, the new third base coach, have you seen him or heard him interviewed yet, by the way? No, I just know he waves everybody in, which is fine by me. I love him. Big, big Luke Hudson. Is it Luke Hudson? Is that his name? No. I don't even know no, it's not Luke. It's, uh, no, uh, Luke Hudson was the pitcher for the Cardinals. Um, what about but, Tim Hudson? It's not Tim either. It's not Daniel. But, Name that Hudson. What about uh, Hudson Gesky? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that is okay. way inside. In all, in Ooh, baby. That's awesome. I, I saw I saw Hudson interviewed a couple weeks ago uh, on the broadcast. He's really young. He, I mean, he he looked like he was you know still a player, and I like that. We need younger voices on the staff. It's like Carl Willis is a dinosaur. And t- oh Carl come on, he's doing a great Ruben, job. Ruben 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 semi young, but but I'm saying like you need you need some younger voices on the staff. And, and and there's no better way to replace the start than, than you know the hitting coach. Well, TGB. I don't I don't even care about the approach. I, actually, the approach the last couple of days wasn't bad. What I care about is improvement and player development. Uh, the fact that uh, you know they're I'm not saying guys are all supposed to come up from AAA, and there it's a big jump from AAA to to the majors. I get that, but out, outside of a guy like Bobby Bradley, who's gotten better? Who's come up and you see? development you know and i hate to use this example but they're right underneath my my nose here and the unnamed team the improvement that 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 the 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 tigers have made this year because they have a better staff aj hinch scott coolbaugh their hitting coach and chris fetter their pitching coach of all guys have improved there badu haas willie peralta these guys have gotten better because they've been coached on the pitching side we're good i mean we're 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 money but on the hitting side, my God, who's come up here and and made adjustments, become a better hitter, become consistent? I any I mean, I Jose I Jose Ramirez maybe I, that was you know. But, but that's just ability. I mean, at this point, this year in particular, I, I think the only guys that you could say that were are, are playing over their skis or or have really improved were Ahmed was basically Ahmed Rosario. You could. You, you, I don't even know. I mean, Bobby's approach, Bobby Bradley's approach is better, but is he that much better? I mean, he hit his third, he had 10 homers in his first 100 at bats. He's now had three, including one this weekend, in his next 100 at bats, essentially, 100 plus at bats. Well, no, I, I'm reaching. You're right. I mean, I'm, I'm, re- you, you, Chang, you, you, Chang, who's probably his, his performance over the last couple of weeks with an OPS now closing in on 700, which for the Indians is like a big deal, it's you like know, 900 for other teams. Yeah. right, right. But then like when you looked at the Brewers box score and you saw every single guy in the seven seventies and then our guys are in the five, six, a few, and even miles straw who I love, but miles is a below 700 OPS guy. He's just, 
He's a slap hitter that, you know, for a leadoff guy with speed, I'm fine with, but that's if two, three, four, and five are all really good. Miles draw, you know, he's, but that, that's the point. And, and, and the bats again, and I don't want to lament on the Milwaukee thing from a week over a week ago, but it's it still, it, it begs the question when there, there's games like Friday night against the Yankees, where it's just, you know, you guys were bagging on Plesak a little bit, you and, and Jeremy. It's like, hold on a second. I mean, the guy pitches every time, and every time he pitches, we don't hit. He's been the no-hit other pitcher three times. Three times. Three times. So what do you expect? And then Friday night, same thing. I mean, he gave up a couple of solo slices, and then, the, and the, you know, the Gallo and Judge. It. Yeah, until Whitgren came in, and, and, and uh, that was the end of that. No, but you're right about Plesak. Like, I was very hard on him. And he ended up going six innings and only giving up two runs. I mean, yeah, so well, we, and we had, and we had two hits run. against, uh, who was pitching for the, oh, Corey Kluber. God bless him. Okay. Le- Cleveland legend and, and would never speak uh, ba- badly of him, but never. come on, but, but he's a corpse now. Come on. Let's yeah. he's topping out at 89. He's paint. He was just painting it, it, You know, it's funny. Over the years, we've always had trouble with those kind of savvy veteran. Like, do you remember how Jamie Moyer just owned us forever uh, in the in the in the, in the playoff game too? I think he pitched game five. Yes, he did. Uh, in one, he paid. Yeah, in the right in the uh, the Robbie Alomar uh, mail-in game. Yeah, screw him. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you and I don't hold grudges. Change. It's time for change. Change. For the, for future. the future. That's right. <laughs> no, but it, it is. It is. And I know it's very cliche to throw that up on uh, on Twitter. And uh, I, I listen to Zach Meisel on his podcast. I always make fun of people. It's, oh, you're just going to fire Ty Van Berkeley? Yes. yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's not like it, he's been on the job for two years. Enough's this enough. Nine years. Nine. Nine yeah. years. So. I can't believe. Yeah. It's... Got to. Uh, well, you know, you got to do it. You know what it comes down to with that is that. Because of the respect that that, that Antonetti and, and Chernoff have for Tito, I don't know how many other organizations are letting these guys pick in their own coaching staff at this point. I mean, I think we both know that the sport has gone to the general managers are essentially the managers are essentially placeholders and kind of told what to do at this point. The analytical teams, like I think Aaron Boone in New York, for example, Cashman tells him what to do. Cashman, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, and and it, it, it's that way, but not in Cleveland. Tito's still calling the shots when it comes to, uh, I mean, I'm not saying he calls the shots when he comes to the roster, but he's picking his own coaching staff. Well, it, it, the there may, part. right. There may be a discussion that Certain goes on, guys. right. There may be yeah. a discussion that goes on this off season like, or even right now yeah. as they sit at games together. Cause Tito's sitting with Antonetti and Chernoff at some of these games and stands or up in the suite and Tito's going, look, get me some help. I'm not trotting out the Zimmer Mercado uh, platoon or DeLucci Michaels platoon or every platoon known to mankind, Ben Gamble, Jordan Luplo at opening day platoon in center field. Get me somebody. Go go, go. Ben Gamble. <laughs> He's actually had a decent year for the Pirates, if you look it up. I mean, decent for him. But maybe he's going, okay, get me some help. And they're going, okay, we'll get you some help. But you know what you're going to do for us? Tell your boy to go to go fly a yeah. kite. You know, like tell him to take a walk. Like I know it's your guy, but yeah. it's been nine years. We would like somebody, like you said, fresh voice in the in the room. So, yeah, just give me somebody younger. You know, come on, just go with it. 
Ageism um, with Todd Derry, uh, 248-216-578. Uh, <laughs> ageism, I voted, for, I, I voted for the old man in the, in the White House now. That guy's pretty, you, know, you know how that goes. <laughs> uh, I do, I do. Um, all right, so we got nine games this week. We're going to go over the pitching matchups later. I, I you know, there, there's a doubleheader like Wait, today. Nine, nine games? Yeah, they play. They're you playing. They're playing four with the Royals and five with the White Sox. Oh my God, that's that's insane that they're playing nine games in one week. But you know what that means? That means that's nine chances for Manny to get some saves for ten percent capacity in the World Series, baby. Congratulations! Oh, uh, that's huge, you. huge for you. Right. The fantasy, the fantasy team, uh, NL only team D's season's over. Oh, man, what happened? Couldn't make. Couldn't make it to that. That final two week uh, World Series, huh? Well, this I lost in the division series. Uh, this oh, okay. is this was the final four on each side, and uh, I lost the two seed, as you know, last week. I slipped down to the three seed, and then I'll tell you, relying on somebody like Kyle Hendricks, who I should never have had on my team to as begin I, with. As I told you when you texted me about Kyle Hendricks, that's your fault for putting a 2016 Cub on your roster. It is. It is. And he, he, he got me some, uh, he did well for me a year ago, but uh, no, he, he cost me big time. Poor managing on my part, not starting Kyle Freeland this week and starting Kyle Hendricks and injuries. And so I, I bow out, uh, team D's done for the year. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry, but real quick, shout out to, uh, my neighbor, Mike Goldstein, who I took down in the semis, made a valiant comeback. I held him off with the Jose Barrios to Jordan Romano win oh. and save, which gave me the win yesterday. Combination. Oh, it was beautiful. But yeah, I got, I got, uh, and, and you know who else carried me the last couple of weeks? No joke, Tristan McKenzie. He's he's been unbelievably good. I don't need to tell I, drive fans because they already know. Oh, yeah. No, and I can't wait for next year, my uh, NL only league, when I can finally get rid of a Eugenio Suarez, who has been nothing a but a, uh, a thorn in my side. But that's on me as a GM. I've got a, I traded Jazz Chisholm. I got very, I got very cocky at the deadline and decided to make a move. And uh, you want to make a move? And uh, screwed that up. But uh, anyway, um, big news. Indians perspective on Twitter, uh, breaking the yes. news this morning. That Anthony Ghost, um, Zach Meisel's uh, boy, is coming Project, yes. is coming up uh, for their last two weeks of the year to uh, bolster the bullpen, and they're going to give him a chance. Thirty-one years of age, back in the bigs, of course, former outfielder, um, weird dude, but uh, uh, here he is. He's he's gonna they're gonna they're gonna give him a chance, and supposedly today. You know what I. I had been reading a lot about him recently because he's been so hot and you know, he, he would have been a uh, free agent at the end of this year. If he was not added to the 40 man and listen, the Indians have put in basically almost three years of work on him, two and a half years to get him to become a reliever. And uh, now he's getting that look in his last 11 games where he's pitched 13 innings, zero earned runs, 21 strikeouts, six walks, and and uh, only three hits. So, listen, the guy's throwing 100 miles per hour. He's a lefty, and you've put in all this work. Why At this point, you got to give him the shot, right? you got between him and Francisco Perez. These are two guys that are now up. Let's see it for the next two weeks, right? Throw them out there. 
Trevor Steffen seems to have been, I mean, he's been on the, the in the bullpen the whole year because he's rule five guy. Seems like a keeper, throwing hard. I, I like what I've seen with him. They, you know, they can definitely continue the development on him. But Perez and Ghost are two more guys that you may need uh, next year. We just don't know. There's just, and, and, and with a guy like Ghost that you put in all that uh, time and effort to, why would you do all that and then let him go? Let's, let's see it. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, no. Ghost, G-O-S-E. Oh, wow. There we go. Uh, I, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't give him a shot. Um, the bullpen, you know, this there's going to be slots. Um, Ed? Ed Slot, house, whatever, all the, all the one-liners. Um, we'll talk uh, minimum distributions later, but uh, required. Special guest, Andrew Rafael. <laughs> required. Um, write those checks. But it, it's like... <laughs> You look at the bullpen next year, you're right. Karen Chak finally pitching at Columbus. I don't know if they Ooh. took a 99. Finally, finally pitching at Columbus. Um, you know Class A is going to be back, and, and he's been fantastic all year. He should uh, win Rookie of the Year, by the way. Is he eligible for that? Yes, he is. Dude, Randy Rosarena is eligible for, for it. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw a list of like the top five candidates and uh, yes, Class A is uh, considered a rookie. Okay, well, uh-huh. uh, go. Let's go. Go for it. I mean, he's been awesome. But then, outside of that, who's back next year? You mentioned Stefan. If you watch Trevor Stefan pitch yesterday against the Yankees, and I'll say this: the Yankees were licking the stamp at the end of yesterday's game. Once that game got out of hand, they quit. They totally quit. So Stefan just mowed him down. He had a uh, struck out the side, I think, in the seventh inning, and it was like, wait a minute, what is this? But he's an arm that you're right. If working with our with our crew. Uh, and the pitching factory can be can be a factor next year. I'm guaranteeing you Brian Shaw will be back. I mean, I know, you know, he's he's on a one-year deal, but, you know, they're, they're, who else, you know, Blake, is Blake Parker a lock to be back next year? I mean, he's pitched well and has been a nice surprise. He's kind of one of those veterans like in the manship, uh, you know, Otero category. But there's some open spots for next year, and so why not take a look at Ghost and see what goes on uh, with him? And, you know, we have six starters already lined up for next year. So that's good. But as far as the pen, you, you should see what you have in ghost. This has been a lot of see what we have for the last few months, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We may even have seven starters. If you're going to throw Cody Morris into that mix, he's been so hot. I mean, and the amount of, the amount of arms that just are on the come, I mean, they just, you know, Xavion Curry guy, they moved him up to Akron last week. He dominated Lake County this year. I mean, I, I just, I love, you know, now this is, listen, there are many terrible things about the internet. The one thing that I do love about it is I know so much more about our organization and the prospects than I've ever known before. Right. Don't you feel like you just know so much more? than? Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, because now you're right. All these guys that are on Twitter and these people that follow and the, the Indians prospect, uh, Twitter, I guess you want to call it that they, they turn those videos, they turn those MILB videos around so fast. So if Nolan Jones, well, he's hurt, but Let's say uh, yeah. Gabe Arias is hitting another double into the gap. Five minutes later, you'll see it yeah, on your feed. It. Yeah, it's great. And that kid, that you know, we can transition into that. I mean, that kid's been on fire. You know, OPS over eight, at, right at eight hundred um, for Columbus. And you know, I know he had a nice weekend. Andres Jimenez did, or Andreas, as he's called by a certain play-by-play guy. Um, <laughs> I don't get that, but okay. Uh, hit a nice home run the other day or yesterday or Saturday, but well, you know, 
how many of these guys are getting a chance to play right now? Are we locking in for next year? Is it, can, can I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but the one guy that's, I think definitely playing his way onto the roster is you Chang. <laughs> he is. I mean, here's the other thing you can tell. I know this is going to sound crazy, but Tito trusts him more than he trusts most guys on the, in, in the current roster. Cause he's been around the longest. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he, well, Zimmer's been around. Him. Zimmer's been around longer. No, but I'm saying like, there's more trust. Well, th- I'm just talking now. I'm just talking about this, the, the middle, the, the, the dearth of middle infielders. Like right now you need one hit from one at bat. Okay. Who would you rather have up there? Yu Chang, Owen Miller, Ernie Clement, or Andres Jimenez. You're picking one of those four. You know, he's sending Chang up there, right? Who would you choose? <laughs> That's uh, it's like yeah. picking the best looking Omega move. Yeah, true. Judy. No, yeah, but <laughs> I know. I mean, no, Yu Chang has delivered in the last month. It's wild to say, but it is. I mean, the home run he hit the other uh, Saturday night. I mean, he blasted that thing. When he, when he, I'll say this for him his swing is beautiful. And when he does get a hold of it, he really does. But, <laughs> but I'm not getting it, but I can't get past like opening day or like <laughs> when he was at first base. And I don't know. I mean, he's, for, is that our utility guy for next year? I guess it's fine, but I mean, I'm tired. I'm tired yeah, sure. of talking. I'm tired of having this discussion with you every week about. Right, well, true. he could be our fourth outfielder. He could be our fifth outfielder. Who's our number one outfielder? Can we get a number one? You know, yeah, well, like that's, that's the point here. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's why we've had the discussion about. And I've got and I got a name for you. Speaking of free agent outfielders, let, let's say we've talked about Castell- Castellanos for a few weeks, and let's say the Indians they just can't afford him. What about Mark Canna in right field opening day next year? He's fine. He he doesn't really do much for me. He he strikes me as being he's fine, but at that point, why wouldn't you just go with Harold? Well, Mark Canna is a better player than Harold Ramirez. He is, but Mark Canna is. It's not like okay. We talked about this with Andre the other day. Like Conforto is a free agent who's going to cost too much money too much money for what he is. He's also hitting I mean, two. He's also hitting two fifteen. Yeah. He's, his numbers are not good. I, I agree. I mean, I guess Mark, Mark Cannon's a nice player. I mean, again, but I don't want another guy who's a nice player. We need, th- this team doesn't I, need another. I don't nice disagree, player. but, but, but the, we, out, need, the, we need Nick Castellanos type. Yes, I, need, I need a yes, real bat that's that a, I can play. Right. You know what I need? I need Eddie Rosario from 2017. Do you know what I mean? A guy you can count on, put him in like the plan for Eddie at the beginning of the year was. By the way, he hit for the cycle, cycle yesterday on five pi- on five pitches. Yeah. <laughs> good, good for him. the Brave. The Braves. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Where 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 was that three months ago when we could have used it? That's right. Uh, uh, three blocks ago or three months ago. Um, no, but but seriously, that's the type of player we need. Like the plan for Eddie was. We sign this guy. We put him in left field every day. Pencil his number, his his name in the lineup. Hit him in the same spot every day, and just leave it. That's what we need. Is Mark Canna that guy though? No, no. But he's a step up from anything that we have. And I'm looking at. Okay, I've, I've looked. I've, I've been perusing the free agent list, and like when when the top outfielders and Castellanos, of course, is is big time. I mean, that's an all star bat. But yeah, when he has to opt out, by the way. But he's going to, I think. Yeah. But then, but then you're talking about guys like Mark Canna, Michael Conforto, uh, Leori Garcia can play all over the diamond. He's a Tito type. 
you know, but he's a free, yeah. but that's somebody that will leave the White Sox because they have enough. They don't need him. They've got plenty of guys. He could play every day somewhere, but that's, it's not a great list <laughs> is my point. So Mark Hanna is on that list. He's a guy at 32 years of age or 33 or whatever he is that he, he, he goes on some runs and pounds the baseball and it's better than the, you know, watching Bradley Zimmer swing over one. I know he's had a few colossal Titanic home runs here in the second half, but sorry, I, I'm not impressed. I, guys like no, Zimmer, right, Mer- right. Mercat, heck, Daniel Johnson. I mean, he's not even here. The guy's, the guy's in Columbus. I mean, there's no it's way he'll be back. No way. You know, well, when when the season's over and when he's finally gone, we can speak on it more. But I I think that his time is coming to an end. I think Oscar Mercado's time is coming to an end. And and the only reason Zimmer is going to stick around is because of his speed and defense. Uh, and and while that power is tantalizing, even though it. You know, it's there sometimes, not all the time. And we said this 500 times, so here's 501. Zimmer is a fourth or fifth outfielder on a good team. Uh, someone who plays twice a week and is a defensive replacement and, and pinch runner. I don't need him batting second or batting fifth and playing every day. <laughs> that, oh, no. That's he, my problem is. he plays every day. Every day. Well, he has to. He has to. I mean, Mercado's... Again, I, uh, you know what? He's a great kid, super nice. Uh, he's 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 not, good. He, he's just not good. He's not. And then you got Harold. At this point, you're playing Harold. You're trying him. Uh, straws in center field. I mean, there's it's a limited options, you know. So you're gonna ha- you gotta play. Was it one of the Twins games where Mercado couldn't lay the bunt down and then he hits a three run over? Yeah. <laughs> and he and he watched it too. That was kind of. He really watched that one too, and you know what? Good for him. I th- I was very happy for him that that happened because I know he struggled mentally last year, big time. You remember how lost he looked? Oh God, he lost his confidence, and it just the swing. His swing is just so long, you know, that long swing. But when he when he connects, it's great. <laughs> but could we could we sign could we sign Marcus Simeon and put him at second base or put him at shortstop or second base or is that like way far fetched? Please, well, never, after the numbers he got oh, uh, put up this year, it's another bat. It's another bat. You know, with the way the Blue Jays are going right now, and they're a bit, you know, they're a big market team. If you're the Blue Jays, will will probably want to re-sign him and bring him back. They I, mean, should, that, I mean, they should. That core that they have, that core that they have, they're the hottest team in the league. That's the team nobody wants to play in. Oh yeah, no. If, in, if they get, if they get past that wild card, I think they're going to the World Series. It's just in the wild card game, it's just so tough because it's we're back to it's one game, win or lose, and then and you're in or you're out. But I would not want to be the team that has to play Toronto uh, in the playoffs because that team is just loaded. And they're pitching really well too. I mean that that the rotation adding uh, Barrios has been great. That Mano- that Manoa that Manoa close. kid is good too. Yeah, the rookie, he's great. And, and you know, I know they just put Ryu on the DL. He's, just, he's only going to miss one start. But but uh, Romano's finally locked on that closer role. And Julian Merriweather was just activated. They got him back in the bullpen, throwing 100. Former tribe farmhand, by the way. You know who we gave up, uh, Julian Merriweather? Yeah, that was, uh, that was, I mean, that was a trade with the Blue Jays. It was. Uh, That's correct. We just, That just happened a couple years ago. Yes, it did. It was 2018. That was, uh, that was, uh, 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 it was uh, a very uh, short lived. That was Josh Donaldson. 
Josh Donaldson is correct. Took, yeah. You took me a second. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a dick, by the way. Hate him. Hate him. Him and, him and Sano can uh, suck it, as you would say. Exactly. Exactly. I enjoyed being, I've enjoyed finally beating the twins the other day. That was, uh, that was good. But uh, Dairy Brothers, Tribecast, Matt and Todd with you, uh, brought to you by our friends at the Center for Advanced Centistry and Breaking Tea t-shirts. Just go to breakingtea.com slash dairy. I know people are all uh, lathered up in that Browns butter after yesterday's win. They got so much gear there. Uh, I'm getting uh, an unnamed (coughs) Detroit sports talk host a uh, Franimal shirt because he's on his fantasy team. Breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y, takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. Get your gear at Breaking Tea. What what else do we have on the list, Todd? Because I'm uh, my phone is over here. Let's talk about some baseball business. Uh, uh, what else do we have on the list? Here's what we had. We we, we, we've hit on a lot of everything. We, we, we've got we've gone. Oh, here the last thing that we have not discussed yet. So you said Terry Francona will be back in 2021, but the real or 2022. The real question is. Will Mike Chernoff or and or Chris Antonetti still be in the in the uh, organization? Because the New York Mets, as we know, the New York Mets, uh, looking for a baseball czar uh, to take over, you know, for Sandy Alderson eventually, who just signed on for another couple of years, just kind of to right the ship because of their first GM uh, got busted uh, as a sexual deviant, Her, sex, sexual harasser. Second, second GM, yes, second GM's a drunk. Second, G, second GM <laughs> leaving the new owner's home is uh, busted for DUI at 4.15 in the morning. Uh, so now they're on the lookout and they need someone real. And it always comes back to Antonetti and Chernoff. Chernoff in particular, because as we've discussed on this pod, he grew up a Mets fan, grew up in New York. His father, his, his parents are still in New York. And it always kind of seemed like a dream job for him. Now, the real question is, you know, you see these lists that, that people have put out that they want to go after Billy Bean, who has Mets ties. Oh, and, and uh, Billy Bean uh, leaves. David he's ta- he's taking Bob Melvin with him. Well, that's the whole thing. Is that the combo platter? That that's probably what they look at. But 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 it is that a second time now that they're gonna if they come back to turn off? Is it is it a Roy Williams situation where the first time Dean Smith said? You know, he turned down Kansas, or he, he he stayed in Kansas and turned down North Carolina the first time. And the second time around after the Matt Doherty debacle, Dean Smith said to Roy Williams, last time we wanted you, and this time we need you. And he couldn't oh. turn it down. What about, but yeah, but what about that famous interview where he said he doesn't give a flip about North Carolina? He said, I don't give a shit, is what he said. Oh, I thought he said flip. Uh, no, he said, I don't give a shit. It was on national TV, Bonnie Bernstein. Look it up. It was right after your school beat my school in the national championship game. Yes, and then five days later he left. How, how great is how great is Roy Williams though? First class. I love that. Man. I'll take him. I'll take him over Coach K in in a first class contest any day. You know. You know what? He is way more authentic of a human being. I can tell you that. Like, he's a very emotional guy, and he is. He's he's a wonderful human being. And I don't. I'm sure I haven't told the story on the pod, but I'll give you the short version. I sat so I was flying Southwest Airlines from Kansas City to uh las vegas in you know i I was at chicago to las vegas stop in kansas city and i'm on the plane and it's nothing but middle seats on southwest and who comes walking in and there's a middle seat next to me roy williams my coach and this was 2002 i think either Uh, 01 or 02 yeah it was oh maybe 01 and 
I looked at him. I was like, coach, you can have the aisle. And I moved over to the middle seat and I sat next to him for the entire plane ride. And I didn't want to annoy him. I asked him a few questions. He could not have been nicer. And then he took a picture with me. By, by, by baggage, by baggage by claim. By baggage claim, yes. And <laughs> it's a famous picture. I sent picture. it to him with a handwritten letter. I blew it up in an 8 by 10 I sent it to two copies, one for dad and one for me. I sent him two copies. I wrote him this nice handwritten letter saying, I really appreciate meeting you. You were so nice. Da, da, da. Five days later, arrives back at my house. To Todd, best wishes, Roy Williams. To Bobby, best, best wishes, Roy Williams. And that is framed in my office next to the happy 40th Todd Bill Self photo that you got me for my <laughs> Yes. Coach Self's a I good got, man. We all, we got three, that's right. Three autograph photos. Those two and Mario Chalmers hitting the shot. Oh, I love it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I remember when you and I went to Lawrence and uh, 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 we went up to Bill Self after the game. Yeah. I was doing uh, Detroit Mercy at the time, and uh, I'm like, I'm like, Bill, it's my brother Todd. I hate Todd. He totally remembered talking to you many years ago. the best. What a great dude. <clears throat> so what a great dude. Yeah, I don't know how we got there, but we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about Antonetti and Chernoff. Yeah. So I just, I, I don't know. Do you think that if Mike Chernoff is offered that job a second time, he he jumps or he says, screw it. Um, it, I love living in Cleveland. You know. Uh, it's an easier job. Well, there's two ways of looking job. at it. You're right. There's two ways of looking at it. Number one, he finally goes, and this is the chance, and they're desperate and need him. Or number two, <clears throat> it's such a mess because the predecessors were, you know, one uh, drinking at 4.15 in the morning and driving, and then the other one was harassing women on the internet and everywhere else. So <clears throat> maybe you just stay, you stay away, you know? And Steve Cohen has not shown me anything to be somebody I would want to work for, you know? He, do you want to be the GM that has to call your owner and go, uh, Steve, hey, it's Mike. Can you get off Twitter? You're pissing the players off. You, you don't want to be yeah. making that phone call. Did you see, by the way, I guess last night, Michael Confor- uh, A-Rod said on the broadcast that Michael Conforto, if he wants to get a contract extension done with the with uh, uh, the Mets, he should bypass his agent and just negotiate straight up with Stephen Cohen. <laughs> I did not. I did not. What a, what a fucking idiot that guy is. <clears throat> Who, A-Rod? A-Rod. Yeah, yeah, that it's it's great. A-Rod? Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> how about A-Rod last week? It, what's bad is that uh Vascursion is so good. And if you ever watch Angels games, he's hilarious on the Angels games with Mark Gubaza. But on Sunday night baseball, he's buttoned up, uncomfortable, and having to take a backseat to Alex. And it's awful. It's awful. It's like so yeah, weird. It's, it's bad. It is bad. It is so. bad. I just don't think I. I it, it, to me, and you know, uh, Chernoff lives uh, in Beechwood, I think, and and I and I have a couple friends who, you know, his son plays little league sports with, and they say he's the nicest guy in the world, and you know, they they really seem to like living here. And then, and what kind of pressure? Mike Chernoff can walk into go anywhere and know what he's bothering. Him. You right. go to New York, but but then again, it only takes one gigantic check. That's what I say about my company that I work for to my boss all the time. You know, they always say they're in it for the long haul. It's a family business. And I was like, yeah, until that one person comes along and says, here's a check for whatever you want to buy you out. It only, it only takes one big check to change your mind. So I don't know. I, I, it's possible. But again, there, there are some exciting things on the horizon. A possible minority owner that we've talked about with, with the Guardians, the new name, the gear, 
uh, a rebranding, hopefully some uh, a bigger payroll next year. And and if you get a healthy rotation going into next year, why can't you compete with this team? And there's some spots open, and there's some young guys finally coming, young position players that are real, not this garbage we've been trotting out for the last few years. Where oh, you know, let's let's try this prospect. We he might be okay. No, Baseball America, Prospectus, all these people um, uh, uh, are, are, are saying that we've got some top 100 guys. So let's see them. If Gabe Arias is ready, let's go. Put him at shortstop. Amen, brother. So, all right, I got to run. All right, so real fast. Real quick because all right. there's nine games. <laughs> all right, here's all I know right now. All right, Mackenzie and Singer this afternoon. Tribe Royals at uh, 110 today? No, it's uh it, No, 110 Thursday. We have a 110 Thursday game. Yeah, 410. Oh, right. no, I'll be there. All right, Mackenzie Singer for the first game. Second game, no one knows what they're doing on each side. I've only seen, that's all I can see. Cal Quantrill tomorrow against Daniel Lynch, the left-hander. And then Thursday, Logan Allen, your favorite. Uh, Logan. <laughs> and uh, Carlos Hernandez, the young right-hander for the Royals. Uh, Thursday, doubleheader. One of those games will be Plesak against Lance Lynn. The other game, who knows? Friday, uh, I see Dylan Cease against Savali in the other game as a projected. Uh, no, I had Giolito because I see Lynn, Giolito, Rodon, and Keichel Thursday I see, through I Sunday. See, I see Cease, Lynn, Giolito, Rodon, and Keichel on Sunday. No, oh, oh, so Cease will be in one of those games you're saying one on Thursday. Oh, okay, got it, got Cease, it. Yeah. And then we've got Savali, Morgan, and McKenzie on Sunday. So Morgan against Rodon will be interesting on Saturday. Of course, Rodon no hit us. But uh, the White Sox, they're pitching six guys, too. They're using Reynaldo Lopez, and he'll pitch uh, against the unnamed team before they come into town. So, And they're, yeah, they're just lining things up now for October. And, you know, so, we're, you know. Good what, about, what about Muntober or Rontober? <laughs> yeah, actually, if you're, it's, it's funny because uh, one of, a co-worker of mine, he and his brother are coming in this weekend. They're White Sox fans, and they're going to Tribe White Sox and then Browns uh, Bears on uh, Sunday. Last year, there'll be I'm sure there'll be a lot of it'll be and it'll be just and it'll be Justin Fields too. It'll make it very intriguing on Sunday. So, oh yeah. Oh, one last thing before I go. Uh, the bottleneck that I was caught in yesterday uh, while holding Brooke. Uh, you know, she was she was holding on to me as tight as I've ever been held on to by any other human being walking through the stadium. Let's just say if I catch COVID in the next week, I know where I got it. Even though I had a mask on, it was sardines up in that. It, it, it happens all the time. It happens all the time with these stadiums. First time this has ever happened to me in the, in the stadium. It was, it was, it would have been scary if there wasn't COVID. It was even scarier when, Knowing, well, knowing when Stefans when Stefanski said we need everybody in their seats at one o'clock, I'm like, uh oh, there's going to be Everyone a mad does. rush. And, and I and I love the guy, Stefanski's great, but it's like, geez, you know, yeah. For some odd reason, you're right. There, there's not enough space. Yeah, the concourse was not wide enough. It was it was not great. Hi, no. right, buddy. Great work, Dairy Brothers Tribecast for another week. Uh, let's get some W's this week. Finish over 500 and. Fire Ty Van Berkleyo. We're uh, out of room and out of here. Don't you know that you're a grown up?
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.